those are those moments that get you through. They're God's little ways of letting you know that you're on the right path. And you might not see it, but you are. Welcome to Heart Inspired, the show dedicated to highlighting individuals in their pursuit of authentic leadership. We peel back the layers to uncover the roadblocks we all face, explore the actions we can take, and how to persevere toward the best version of ourselves. I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. In this series, my guests will share how they pushed through the pandemic and other challenges to turn their vision into a reality. Their stories will inspire you to leave self-doubt behind to focus on your goals. Wendy Rose Berry and Eugenia Marshall are LA-based employed entrepreneurs, mothers and besties, both juggling and balancing demanding corporate jobs and running their own intimate skincare brand as co-founders of Condition Her. With the help of a female PhD biochemist, these two out-of-the-box thinkers developed a product that helps address issues most people are uncomfortable talking about. Wendy and Eugenia explain their products follow a simple formula, natural ingredients, ancestral wisdom, and real-life inspiration. Condition Her focuses on improving skin, sharing knowledge, and empowering women of all ages, races, and stages to keep raising the condition of their lives to its absolute peak. Welcome my guests today, Wendy and Eugenia. Welcome, Wendy and Eugenia. I'm so happy to have both of you on the show today. Wendy and I connected back in April, and it's been a a great journey so far. And I know that you have some exciting news to share with us. And I'm just looking forward to hearing what's up with both of you and your dream that turned into a reality. I'll turn it over to you. First of all, thank you for having us, Michelle. It's been a pleasure working with you and, you know, just getting counsel from you over the last few months. So that, thank you for that. And you're awesome at what you do. So I wanted to start with that. Gina and I both, she's from California uh, and I moved out to California when I was 12. And by the early twenties, we were definitely running the streets of Hollywood. Like most kids who've grown up here uh, and and are having a fatuation with entertainment at that age. And so uh, we actually met at a club at a party during, (laughs) I want to say it was Grammy weekend uh, in our, in our very early twenties. And um, we'd seen each other twice in that weekend, didn't know each other, just kind of had said, you know, niceties and pleasantries and, and hello. That second party, I believe it was a Shaquille O'Neal party near downtown LA. And we got there super early because one thing you do know about LA is if you're not on someone's guest list, it can be difficult to get in. So we got there super early and my shoe broke. Uh, My bestie and I were there together and Gina and her bestie at the time were there together and um, we were all there super early. So I said, oh my gosh, we have to go back home, which was a 45 minute drive for us. And she said, no, what size shoe do you wear? And I said, girl, Bigfoot size. You don't have my size. <laughs> I said, I wear 10. She said, no, let's go across the street. I live across the street. I th- I have your size. And sure enough, we walked into her apartment um, and she had shoe racks with about eight and a half to 10 <laughs> in them. And uh, I was able to go back to the party. So that's kind of what solidified our, our friendship um, and, and the short version. So Quickly, people break bread, you just break shoes. Right, I we mean... break shoes and, <laughs> and she, she saved me. I have weekend. lots of shoes. It's my, it's my addiction. <laughs> A woman after my own heart. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we've over time, we found out several other just really serendipitous and just kind of crazy connections. And so we can share about that a little bit um, 
But that's yeah. how we met in a nutshell. You became dreamers when? When did this vision start for you? In terms of this particular business? Because I think we both, Gina, I'd, I'd say we both. I was, I'm an HR person by by a trade, um, an accountant by trade. And um, one of the things that I've learned in my job is that, you know, there's types of people, you know, yeah. there's all these types of people. Wendy is definitely in like this very, very small pool of high level networkers and people that can just talk to anybody. She's an ideator, like she lives in the clouds and she's always thinking of things outside the box, you know. And um, so to say that, you know, when do we become dreamers? I think we were born dreamers and that the journey has been lots of dreams unfolding along the way. And I think that had not, you know, had we not been dreamers and Wendy actually being an entrepreneur by spirit, um, I don't think we would have ever got on this path. Like all of the things that had happened in life from work, you know, Wendy worked at Fred Siegel, you know, I worked in accounting and finance, you know, from all the little things that happened along the journey. um, When this idea came, you know, after seeing so many ideas that we have thought of and then being like, girl, do you see that? That's what we talked about like three years ago. You know, um, (laughs) after seeing that so many times when she had this idea and she kind of went down the rabbit hole, I think that without the, the the backstory, without the the smaller dreams, then I don't think that we could have ever even thought that we could take something from just idea, you know, the sky and actually yeah. create a tangible product. And you know what? Yeah. I will say just in general, I think as black women, as black people, we're absolutely, absolutely like intrinsically born dreamers. I think that's just a part of our DNA as black women, as black mothers, as a part of, you know, the black people. I think just innately that we are born dreamers, just, you know, in that, in the basic of who we are. And so I think that that just lends anytime we can be creative dreamers and think outside of the paths that were identified as our only paths and can get outside of that into other spaces that were not created or made for us. I think that's really when the dreamer spirit kind of goes off and um, sets a fire inside of you and, you know, the people that encounter you. You shared a story with me when, how this all came about and you found your, your biochemist and you were on vacation. Yes. So, you know, just to, just to preface that a little bit, you know, this is Eugenia and I are not doctors. We're not gynecologists. We're not PhD biochemists. We're, you know, women with women's body parts that we were born with, lots of them, which we like to protect and treat with lots of tender love and care. Women of all ethnic backgrounds, races, they, you know, we're, we're very, we're a little vain sometimes. We want everything to be perfect. And I had the idea that we needed to soften pubic hair, just to be honest. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I was, I was going over my intimate um, care or skincare routine, realized that there was nothing on the market and it wasn't just me. I, I started, you know, it, it started started over drinks with friends and was kind of a joke because the person I was dating, let's see, he had a, he had a preference <laughs> that would required more growth than what I was keeping. And uh, <laughs> it was a little beyond my two finger landing strip. Um, and, you know, the girls and I got to talking and, and telling business and laughing about it. And I said, well, what is out there to, you know, actually add some maintenance and some care to that particular area. And that there, there was nothing, lots, lots mm. of funny things came up that night, which led me to waking up the next morning and actually Google searching pubic hair conditioner, you know, moisturizers for that area. And there were nothing after we decided it was a good idea. And it was kind of a white space. There was nothing in the United States that, that, um, 
appeared back in 2013 when this kind of came about. And we went for three years trying to figure out how to make it in private label labs. And then three years in, I went on vacation with another bestie going into 2016. And it was New Year's Eve. And we got to this brand new resort in the Sierra Mountains here in California, dropped our bags, got in the jacuzzi. And lo and behold, there was a family there in the jacuzzi. uh, And the mom happened to be visiting from Europe. And it turns out she was a PhD biochemist. I didn't know what the hell that meant. I was like, you're a what? <laughs> a biochemist. So girl, I'm like, you're in the lab, you're blowing up stuff. Like, what does this really, <laughs> what does this all mean for me? And the third time she said it, I just, you know, cause sometimes you just don't want to ask, you know, we, we don't like to, we don't right. know what we don't know, but sometimes we don't like folks to know that we don't know what we don't right, know. Right, right, right. Trying to play it those, cool. Right. <laughs> but I'm one of those, and Gina knows me, like, I'm, I, I'll just ask, like, so what is that? I'm sorry, I'm just going to ask, what is that? And I said, so girl, what do you do now? Explain this to me. She said, I make things. I said, things like what? And she told me, well, right now I'm working on an organic toothpaste, and mostly I make products for cancer patients. And, you know, a lot of my ingredients are patented. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And then everything hit in that wow. moment. Can you imagine for three years trying to figure out how to make something, and you just all had to do was put on a bathing suit, get in a jacuzzi, and there was the answer. Uh, in the form of a brilliant woman who was a PhD biochemist, had a biochemistry at the university she works uh, for over in Europe, and uh, was just a beautiful spirit. I got to tell her what we'd been trying to do, and she got extremely excited to the point where she physically grabbed my arms and started to shake me and say, what made you think of this? And she said, I'm going to help you. She said, you know, I felt your aura. God showed me your aura when you walked in, and I'm supposed to help you. And we both start crying in the jacuzzi. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, that was kind of how we met. And, you know, three years took another, she came back right away. She went back to Europe, came back four months later with our samples and they were magnificent. And um, her formulation partner here in the United States lives in the Bay area. So I flew back up to get those and it was wonderful to have them and have a tangible product that we now own the formula to or would own the formula to, but we didn't have what most um, entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs, especially black women entrepreneurs don't have. And of course that's money being employed entrepreneurs and knowing nothing about this process. We had Mm. to figure out how to get it. And it took us another three years to figure out how to get it. But you kept pushing through. So that's, that's truly amazing during that time, because you were in the jacuzzi with a biochemist, Eugenia, you're home doing your full-time job or what have you. And those six years, was there ever a time that you thought to give up What was the thing that kept pushing you to move forward with this? Well, number one, I think it's, it's, I think it does really make a huge difference when you've had ideas Mm -hmm. that you've seen happen, right? Mm. Like literally you saw something physical, tangible that you had the idea for four or five years ago and you decided not to go that direction, right? You said, ah, it's just an idea. No, no, but when that starts to happen to you a lot, you start to say, maybe I have something, you know, and I think it also has something to do with, you know, like Wendy went down a deep rabbit hole with this, like, cause she called me when she was in Chicago, when she first had the idea. Then, um, like I said, she said, we, we actually went to labs, like, you know, that and talked to guys, oh yeah, put some shea butter in that, you know, some olive oil, like put it in a pot and cook it and put it in a bottle and send it to us. You know, we went through that whole process. And I think that the deeper and deeper that we got, we realized that this was something that was unique, number mm. one, and it was something that could be done. And like when she met the biochemist in the jacuzzi, she actually called me too. And I said, okay, Wendy, now this is like, 
the universe telling us we should do this. Yeah. Right. It's not just, you know, it's not just happenstance, you know, it's right. It's like, okay, God literally put this woman here in this moment for you. Right. Cause had you been here an hour earlier, an hour later, that would have never happened. Right. And it was just at that point, it was like, okay, so how do we do this? I also think I was at the same point. There were a lot, a lot of things going on in our personal lives at the time with my family and I personally was at the give up moment. It had been three Mm. years. We, you know, didn't quite know what this was. I think, you know, some of the peak moments were having the idea, looking into it and finding nothing. You know, like I said, our first focus was how do we soften pubic hair? Because when I, you know, at the time people weren't sharing every little bit of their lives and questions on Instagram or TikTok, you know, Facebook. And even that was still a little personal, your aunts, your uncles were there. So you don't say too much or do too much. What, What I did was I got to digging into what at the time were forums and women from around the world, mostly European women were talking Mm. in those forums about how my pubic hair is coarse. How do I soften it? And so that's why it became very, that became our focus. When we met our biochemist, up until then, that was kind of our thing. And, you know, again, like Eugenia said, when we went to the private label labs, they were literally asking us what we should put in it, what we wanted in this. And we were like, we don't know, a little argon oil, a little of this, whatever (laughs) softens regular hair. You know, not realizing we were about to give every woman in the world a yeast infection. But, you know, (laughs) what we did learn is, you know, early on in the research was that These were intimate issues that a lot of people had, especially women of all ethnic backgrounds. And no one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. Right, right. And so, but three years in trying to figure this out, again, we had day jobs. We were both kind of climbing in our jobs and, you know, it was like, we could have easily given this up. But three years in, I definitely was like, meh, it's more if than when. But when I got in that jacuzzi and met the biochemist who was from a completely different country and was so willing to help. It was like, we're like Gina said, we're supposed to do this, but that I was at the give up point three years in and we, this could have come or gone. And I probably would have been on to the next idea and trying to convince Gina or force her to help me along with it. So this is a side hustle that is bigger than just a side hustle. Really? It's your dream. And you're also mothers. So you have families, you have responsibilities, and yet you still push through and and made this happen. That's pretty incredible. So how has your family been about this dream that's now become a reality? What's been their support like? I've been the, I think the kids have been extremely important and and supportive. You know, my son has done inventory. My daughter has done some social, like, you know, and 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 Chris has done the same thing, you know, um, Wendy's son. I think they've been extremely supportive. And I think our extended family, like Wendy's brother, who's like my brother too, like I like I feel like Wendy's a gift in my life, but she gifted me with her family too. It's like an extension of my family. So she is a gift. <laughs> right. So Jeremy, her brother, he has not only support, I mean, he supported us every way you can possibly support, you know, from from, you know, helping us financially if we needed it to giving us um, his thoughts. He's a great writer. He's a great mind to be able to bounce things off of. And he's really been there for us. He's probably been one of our largest supporters, I mean, to be honest. And, um, you know, like I said, that family, sometimes you don't get that from family. Yeah. So that's a blessing in itself, you yeah. know, because sometimes, you know, the fam- your family, you would think they would step up like that, but they don't. Yeah. Um, so um, I think our families have been very supportive. 
Yeah. Even right. Wendy's mom. Like, because Wendy's mom, like, you know, <laughs> she doesn't always get into everything that Wendy does. But this, <laughs> she was like, you know, she's at the doctor's office, like, my baby made this, you know. Oh, that's wonderful. You, know, yeah. that you know, that was a that was a highlight, too. That was yeah. very true. Very true. I'll say my dad was probably the most interesting one. My dad's always like play it by the book. He was a captain in the army, kind of a follow the rule follower, you know, not a big risk taker, kind of mm. always like has the bright idea and sees what's going on, but a little skeptical about moving forward. And so, yeah. you know, my dad's always said, think I'm a single, I'm a single woman, you know, and I, I'm a single mom, although my son isn't, I have an adult child, I have a man child. And, um, and he's, you know, out of the house, but you're always, when, you know, you're always a parent. You're always. That's right. Well, as long as I'm still paying some of these bills, which I am, I'm, yep. <laughs> I'm taking yep. My father has always, you know, given those lessons, like don't do this and don't do that. And one of the things he's always said is don't never touch your 401k because, you know, you only touch that when you're making a big purchase, like a house or something, or you want to pay for a car cash you can borrow against. And so I just remember that was ingrained in. You know, I told you it took us an additional three years to get the money for this, which we, because of Gina's finance background, which I would have never thought of, one day out of the blue, she said, you know, you know how we can get this money right? And I said, how can we get this money by tomorrow, girl? (laughs) She said, you can borrow against your 401k. I said, say what? Come again? (laughs) She said, yeah, Wendy, you've been at your job for several years. I'm sure you have quite, you know, a little bank in there and you can borrow and you basically be paying yourself back at a lower interest rate. Now, I'm not a numbers girl. I heard borrow and lower interest rate and pay myself (laughs) back. And it sounded like something I should sign up for. And I said, say less. So the preacher voice dad just went right out the window. Right. I said, say less, girl. This is how we get in this product here. I believe in it that much. And I believe in us, but I believed in our chemist and I believed in the formula she had yeah. created. We did not make this in our kitchen. This was not a half a teaspoon that and a drop of this. This was very, this was scientifically formulated for the most intimate part of, you know, of a woman's body, in my opinion. Um and so when I went to my dad, we'd gotten, we had the name, which we didn't come up with. That was a couple of those moments were having the idea. Then we went quite a while and a guy friend of mine came up with the name out of the blue. And I went to my dad and my brother. My brother was like, let's get it. Let's go. And my dad, whom I knew was going to poo-poo at it. And I just was like, oh, well, daddy, I'm doing, I ain't nobody married. I'm not married and I'm not buying no house tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm going to use this money. And I told him and he said, I think it's a good idea. And I said, wow, he surprised you. huh?" Yeah, it totally surprised me. The first time he's any other harebrained idea I've said I can do, he would always be like, no, don't get yourself in debt. But this time, I think because it had been a few years and he had seen the progress from ideation to having a name that he thought was catchy also to finding a biochemist who I now had the credentials. And this was the only barrier to entry. And again, I, you know, people like to say, well, everything's not about race or ethnic backgrounds, but it is most. African-American families that I don't, that I know don't have a reserve of, let me try this money sitting around for their kids waiting to fail up, you know, waiting to just kind of look and see. And so there was no money of, you know, no, oh, let me give you this $25,000. Let me give you this $30,000, $40,000 to get going, you know? And so that was a big point for me for my, when my dad was okay with me borrowing, I knew we had to push. Wow. You know, like like Wendy said, we have grown children. My daughter graduated from TSU last year, and um, so she's and she's headed to vet school, and um, so she's like a mini adult. 
<laughs> don't tell her that because she's grown. Yeah, she's not at all. <laughs> but you know, it's so crazy because like I look back at it at that time, I thought I was a real adult. Not really. <laughs> um, but you know, now looking back with my mother lens on it, you know, and even looking at Mr. Barry's, you know, advice and counsel during that time, and now looking to where we are, you know, you know, all these years later. Um I, I can honestly say that even though we've put all this money out of our own pockets, because Wendy did her 401k, we both do stuff out of our account, our own accounts, because everything we have, we put back into this business, you know, yeah, we're yeah. making money, but we put it back into this business because we believe in it. One thing that I can say is that we haven't put two or $300,000 in it. Now, have we done that in time and money? Yes, more than that. But have we done it in money? No, not at this point. And but have we got, have we gotten a Yale education on what it is to own and operate a real business? How to get into your major distributors? What are trade shows? Um, what is a patent? How does that work? What is a copyright? How does that work? What is the difference between a trademark and a cop? You know, what are all these differences? We've learned that in this journey. And and it is really, like I said, an Ivy League education that we've acquired on this journey because we've had to learn these things through trial and error. You started like your first push of sales out to B2C, right? Was 2019? We got the product in 2019. And so technically we're going to market. We're really giving away quite a bit of product. Intimate skincare and, you know, sexual wellness, all of those categories are emerging. One of the things for our, about our product is it's, it's a daily use moisturizing cream that was scientifically formulated for your vulva, for a woman's vulva. And I know some of folks are listening and going vulva, like that you've heard it before. It sounds familiar. It starts with the V. So you kind of think, you know, what area it's about, (laughs) you know, below the waist, below the belly, the waist, you know, down there. (laughs) Women and men, you know, alike don't know what, what a vulva is. So there's an extensive amount of education. And these are something we were introduced to our body parts as little kids. We just chose to call it by every other name outside of what the external part of a woman's intimate area is. We call yep. it the bikini. We call it the coochie. We call it all kinds of stuff. Um, you're going over the names in your head, I'm sure. All of the, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the funny <laughs> I asked my housekeeper, like, what do you call this area in Spanish? And she got so embarrassed, but thought it was so funny to list (laughs) off all of these names in Spanish. Um, But yes, we did go to market technically um, in 2019 and sold a few. And 2020 was supposed to be our big year. That was going to be our coming out year, our, you know, that time for us to strategize and get to 2020. And we all know what happened top of 2020. March 2020, the world came to a stop. 2021 was a year that there was a lot of conversation about supporting entrepreneurs, supporting minority entrepreneurs. And so what was that like for the two of you? Well, gee, you might have to actually take it back to, you know, mid 2020 and what impacted and and start from there, to be honest. Right, right. Because, uh, you know, when, when George Floyd, you know, when everything happened, Yes. There was this huge, this huge surge in social to support black businesses. Yeah. We actually were positively impacted by that. Right. Okay. Because people started saying, you know, buy from black, you know, black owned, black owned companies. At that particular time, we hadn't exposed to the public that we were black because the products, our product is made for every woman. 
every woman has a vulva, you know? So it's not like our product was made for black women and we didn't know how women of other, other ethnicities would feel about the product when they saw our faces. We had intentionally, you know, created a brand image that was very separate from our own images. And um, when that happened, it actually shook us up in a way that we decided to come to come to the forefront and and represent our product with our own faces. And let's be clear, George Floyd was murdered. And to have to unpack that emotionally as Black women, as Black people, as mothers of Black sons, I think the entire world, especially the Black Black culture, was like just trauma, you know, traumatized is, the, is, you know, putting it lightly. What really happened was Blackout Tuesday. And that was a music industry movement. And no one really, you know, like Kanye said, it's provocative. You know, what is it? It's from a movie that they said, you know, it's no one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Like it was kind of like that. No one really knew what Blackout Tuesday, what meant or was supposed to, to be. We just yeah. knew, you know, I won't say we knew that it was something in celebration and in acknowledging, mm-hmm. you know, the horrible, you know, way that George Floyd was treated and how it impacted the world. And, you know, what people made it mean, even though the music industry didn't really define it, they kind of called it out and said, this is going to be Blackout Tuesday. We're all just going to kind of make our IG, you know, kind of profile photos black and we're going to be silent. I don't know who did it or how it evolved, but people made it about let's support Black-owned businesses. So imagine us being in this weird space, you know, um, grieving with the rest of the world, the murder of George Floyd. And then right after that, you know, people are buying, like our business starts booming. So it was very like an internal, we were very conflicted. And I definitely paused. I was like, Gina, we can't do any business right now because I, we saw it happening in every day. Like what's going on? Even our sales just started out of the blue to go up. Um, where we were praying, you know, as a new business, oh gosh, we pray to sell one or two or three tubes a day. We went from barely doing that to having these, you know, large months at times, $10,000 a month during that period. Wow. And it felt very conflicting to have that all rooted in the murder of another human being that we all witnessed. Yeah. Success shouldn't be on the heels of a tragedy. A tragedy, but it was, and not only for us, but for brands around the world. And yeah. it, it was also somewhat deceiving because there were people of all ages that were supporting just because of that. They needed a feel good moment, you know. For for some of you know my white friends, they'll tell me, well, it was white guilt. That's why they were doing it, and it, but it wasn't mm. sustainable. None of them ever planned on coming back to support us. Some businesses did very well. We have friends that got million dollar investors during 2020 and moving into 2021. The conversation had definitely reached the heights around entrepreneurship, especially around Black women and entrepreneurship. What is your plan, or what what's happening now with any kind of VC for, for the business? We've never done a friends and family round. So um, Wendy and I are putting that together to do in the fall. Okay. Uh, because we've gotten to the brand to a point now where we both feel comfortable, you know, you know, like at the beginning when you're just, you know, you don't know where things are going. You don't know if you're going to be able to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. We have consistent sales every day. We hear that chiching. <laughs> you know, at a Shopify from somebody that we don't know that yeah. has found this product and realized that it works extremely well and is buying it every, you know, we have people who buy every other month. We have people who buy every three months. We, we've got a real following. That community is also telling us things that we didn't even know the product does because it's just such a well-formulated product for women that is safe and healing. 
And so we're at the point now where, you know what, it's time to put together a group of people who will support us and have them help us. And um, we think that that's actually the next big thing for us financially, because we've never done that. You know, we've never done an angel, you know, a, a friends and family round. In addition, you know, I was talking to someone, you know, I even think I've, I've, I've found myself doing a bit of backtracking and going back and doing some of the things that I wish, you know, I would have seeking some of the counsel that I wish I would have had early on, um, even at just the very in 2019 when we got the product. And so as much as in our friends and family circle, we're, we'll be looking for, you know, capital and for money to help. We're also looking in our friends and family circle who has certain expertise, who are the sales experts in our friends and family base, who are the, you know, who have dealt with CPG brands, you know, who are, who are the digital marketers in that space? Because we, as much as we need the money, um, we do, there's a high level of expertise um, that we need um, and just experience, especially from our friends that we may be able to sort out that have experience yeah. in, in the beauty space, yeah. um, which is really important um, yeah. for us right now. What's on deck for other products that you want to launch? Right now we're a one skew brand and, and we go back okay. and forth of, of whether or not, you know, we should be hurrying up to produce other things. We just decided in this last few months, like, let's focus on this product. You know, it's it's an effective product. Anyone who struggles to, you know, ma- maintain pH balance, um, anyone who struggles with ingrown hair, anyone who struggles with chafing or chub rub, um, and anyone who does want what we initially were making this for the cosmetic, you know, ness of the cosmetic ness. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm making it up today. We're going to go there with the cosmetic ness of, uh, <laughs> of softening pubic hair, which, you know, is not our focus of this brand. There were so many other things that were important. Going back to education, needing to understand what it is, where it's for, and why they need it is is the biggest focus for us and we need some more time um yeah. and as of late we found a lot of that with estheticians and you know and that's that's been our b2b strategy this year is dealing with in, uh, estheticians and so what that will lead us to do and what's always been our plan that listen there's a host of products we've we've all we've had on our list pretty much since having this idea and you know, while we're not the first to market with this particular, you know, wanting to find a product, a moisturizing product for the vulva region, we're we've been able to see there's been a brand or two that have gotten out out the gate, you know, several years ahead of us. It's been affirming a to watch them prove market viability. So we know this wasn't just a harebrained crazy idea. We weren't the only ones in the universe that had it. But a lot of the products they've rolled out have also been on our wish list. So for us, I think the next steps are for us to complete our system. A lot of people, whether you have an intimate skincare routine and you don't really realize it or you don't, you're hearing us talking, you're like, what's an intimate skincare routine or regimen and how do I get it? And this is your first time hearing there is a regimen um, and a routine that we do suggest. In addition to moisturizing, there's a few steps before. So we're working on uh, a body wash. We're working on an exfoliant, a gentle exfoliant, because anyone who struggles with ingrown hair uh, in their vulva area, a lot of times it's it's dryness that is becomes the breeding ground for the ingrown hair. And so you need a light exfoliant. And then we want a, you to be able to cap it off and end of the routine with the moisturizer that already exists. So there's a few products we want to add prior. Yeah. Um, and we plan to get into the supplement world. I look at, you know, condition her as being one of many brands to fall under the overarching intimate care kind of category. You know, if it touches your skin, if it's soft to touch, 
if it's safe for you to touch and, and to feel, um, then those are things that you can expect to see from us, whether it's in um, the clothing realm, the loungewear realm, and a couple other you know creative ideas that we have that we plan to bring to market. In addition to being a daily use moisturizer to help women maintain pH, as women, we don't really just go to the store and say, let me get a product to balance my pH. You know, no, we don't you're really right. do that. <laughs> But you do go looking for something because you've got these pesky ingrown hair or you're getting this chub rub or something's going on in that area that you feel like isn't, it's an immediate thing you need to fix. And so, you know, we dealing with the estheticians and it being a post hair removal solution for their clients and us doing the due diligence to see, you know, how retail is such a big part of the profits that estheticians make. There's a lot of territory to cover in terms of getting out to them with this particular product. So you ladies have taken this dream, made it a reality, and it's not just pie in the sky. Right. It's truly amazing that it is, you know, you've got purpose, you're supporting women in, in their own health and well-being, which is, you know, passion for me. I love it. And the fact that there's there's a strategy, you're just keeping the momentum going and pushing through. It's it's really incredible. Nothing's stopping you. There's no roadblocks. And if there is, you're like, okay, well, how do we get around it? How do we jump over it? Because this is still going to be worth it in the end. And I just love that. I just love the 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 whole product. I am a user myself, so I can attest to the fact that it does work. It's amazing. What's the one vision you have for 2023 that for this company or for yourselves personally, as it relates to this business? One of the things that, that we, we actually had to overcome is that we launched a product in a pandemic. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, like, like, you know, Wendy beats herself up all the time. Like we've been at this three years and we're not where we should be. And I'm like, Wendy, we have been locked in our homes. Like we had to completely like change our strategy. We had these ideas. We were going to go to these festivals. We were going to do pop-up shops. We were going to do all these things. And we had to reevaluate. Like we had to say, oh my God, we can't touch people. We can't see people. This product requires so much education. You know, when we do a pop-up, we sell out because we're there. We're explaining what the product does. We're telling people, you know, this is what it does. And then they're like, oh, I need that. But yeah. without that dialogue and and a product that is new to the market, I think that God has sent us angels a few times, especially, you know, like I said, he, I, I believe that God sends you things to reassure you. And I remember Wendy called me one day because she was in a bathroom and she said, you know, she had on a, one of our T-shirts with the logo on it. And somebody told her, I have your product. Somebody that she didn't know said, I have your product. I use it. It's wonderful. You know? And I think those, those are those moments that get you through that help you push through. Yeah. Right. Because they're, they're God's little ways of letting you know that you're on the right path. Yeah. And you might not see it, but you are, I think for next year, our goal is to, you know, to actually be able to get those friends and family activated in a way, not only just financially, you know, like I said, we're doing that this year, but then also having them vested so that we can get them incorporated and pushing this out so that we can be a household name, like where people know our brand. Yeah. That's kind of one of the reasons why we stuck to the one product is yeah. we really wanted to get our brand name out there. 
2023 will be an interesting one for us. I'm really excited to see where we can take this, you know, continue to take this on our own. What I also am very aware of is that as much as, first of all, I hate titles. So yes, we're co-founders and there's a CEO next to my name. It really, it, it, it bothers me most of the time. You know, I don't know that that's what I necessarily see myself as because I'm in, in a space that, you know, when I look at CEOs of beauty companies, like they've been in this thing for a long time and they, they, that's their background and they worked with this brand and that brand. And so, you know, I've told Gina a few times, you know, when we, as we get into 2023, if I'm not the one in our, you know, the day-to-day that we are able to allocate with, you know, day jobs and things, if I'm not the one to grow this business, we need to top, by top of 2023, we need to identify someone that is, and that can help us because we would not stop this journey because this wasn't an amazing product because it is. And in 2023, if we're not seeing the growth, you know, very early, you know, second quarter, if we're not seeing the growth that we feel like we should, it may be time for us to reevaluate who's really at the helm of our brand, Mm. because it wouldn't be because it wasn't a phenomenal brand. And I refuse for it to be because we don't have all of the skills or the knowledge um, or the resources for whatever reason to grow it. So that would mean that I would be willing to put that in the hands of someone else and figure out how we fund that because the formula is phenomenal. What I do know about 2023 is that I'm excited about it. I'm excited to, you know, push us forward as well as what we consider our biz bestie crew. There is an organization called Buy From A Black Woman. And for anyone who would like to look it up, it's just buyfromablackwoman.org. And the founder, Nikki Porsche, has probably, you know, next to my brother and some other folks, been one of our biggest cheerleaders. Nikki has created, um, during COVID, some amazing relationships with retailers that we would have never dreamed would have known about our product, H&M being one of them. And while they don't carry skincare as a, you know, as a store yet, they have created a partnership with Buy From A Black Woman. And we have now done three pop-ups with them uh, between That's 2021 amazing. and now uh, in-store where we've gotten to sell out and meet their clients and, and their, their customer base. And so we want to see more of that, more opportunities to come in and introduce, you know, our brands to some of these larger retailers and um like Gina said, just continue to build community and get people excited. Everything for a brand, you know, there's nothing better than user-generated content. Mm-hmm. And in these days, I call it the ticks and the talks because, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid-40s. So that's, as you as you uh, <laughs> get seasoned, you put the in front of everything, the Instagrams, right, the right, Facebooks. Right. So we're hoping to kind of continue <laughs> to build uh, a cult following to help us generate some of that attention and the content we really need to push forward and get eyeballs on, condition her and the, the additional products we bring to market. But because I do believe in the power of words, and you asked me about my dreams for 2023, let me also add a few extra things really quick, because as a single woman, I would like a life partner. I would like to date. I would like to get off of the dating apps and actually date a man in real life. This lady asked me about dreams for 2023, and I no, let me be, you know, okay. manifestation is real. Wendy. <laughs> Wendy's got the brothers. Wendy's got the brothers chasing her. She just doesn't have the one she wants. No, she doesn't want that. We need yeah. to be specific. We need to say, Wendy wants to date the man that she wants to date. There you go. She wants to date the guy. She wants to be in a good, real, healthy, positive relationship with the man that she is interested in. And he will want to help us with condition her and be very excited. And he too will be sending all of his friends and family to 
conditionher.com, which is where you can find us. You know, we sell direct to consumer from the site. Um, and there's a few ways to buy. You can buy a tube for yourself. We have a BFF bundle for, you know, you can get a discount to buy two tubes. And we have a bestie bundle where you get a discount on buying three tubes. We also have subscription services for those that have tried it, know it works and just want it there when they want it there. On average, you probably need about four tubes a year. You should be get, going through them in about every, every two months or so. We have two options. You can buy them at four tubes a year or six in our subscription base. And then, you know, look on the shelf for those of you that are going to get waxing or lasering, uh, laser hair removal or sugaring. There are a lot of estheticians around the country and now internationally that have it sitting right on their shelf and are using it as your post hair removal cream. So check with your local esthetician, as well as here in Los Angeles, we're in the Culver City Westfield Mall in a store called Uplift Us Marketplace. We've been working with Urban Outfitters online. Um, and so, yeah, we're really excited, you know, if we're giving dreams again, would love to see ourselves on the shelves of Ulta, would love to be on HSN, QVC, one of those places uh, where we can actually, you know, the reality is at a brand in our stage, that's why I want to thank you before we wrap up for having us and allowing us to share our story with, you know, your community. Um, and I know your background is in travel, and this is one of the favorite items for people to have in their luggage. You know, lots Absolutely. of folks have said, I, I left my body lotion at home, but I just used condition her all over my body and I was so moisturized without being greasy, yeah. you know, and fellas, you know, if you're wondering how this pertains to you, I'm going to tell you men were at home during COVID too. And they saw the little bottle with the body on it and they got curious and then they opened it up and it didn't have a, a flowery scent or anything. And yeah, thought, why not put it on my neck and my beard to see if it helped with my razor bumps? And it did. So men have actually been finding and buying in this product. So you know, as we move forward, um, we're just excited to get this out, you know, far and wide so that folks realize that there is a safe ingredient-led solution to some of those intimate skincare issues that you've been struggling with and not really telling anyone. So yeah. let us condition her, let us help you establish or level up your existing intimate skincare routine. And thank you, Michelle, for again, giving us this oh. opportunity to share because you at this stage, like I was saying, folks are buying into us and our story uh, and willing to try the product because they've heard us talking about it. So thank you very much. I'm excited to see what happens with you ladies in 2023. I am definitely a fan of the product. I believe in it. I'm looking forward to all the other products that are packaged in the same arena. Wendy, you and I, we get on the phone sometimes and it's just, okay, strategy, strategy, and then laugh, laugh, laugh. So it's it's a great partnership that we have as well. And Eugenia, it's been great to meet you today and listen to your dreams and visions. And we'll both have to be on uh, on point to find partner for Wendy for next year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Yes. All right. Well, you ladies have a wonderful time uh, uh, living your vision, living your dream and having it become more and more of a reality. I wish you all the best. And uh, I know we'll we'll be seeing you all over very soon on the shelves. Wonderful. And we hope yeah. you keep coaching you yes, know, folks absolutely. like us that are on this journey because you are wonderful to work with and super oh. grateful for you. Thanks, Thank Michelle. you so much. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening to Heart Inspired. I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. And don't forget to lean in, be heard, and be inspired. This podcast was created by Heartmetrics Consulting, editing and co-produced by David Castle Productions, and co-distributed by Business Travel 360. 
For more information about Heartmetrics Consulting, visit us at heartmetrics.com.